Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. Oh, we kicking back into January still and looking at a short week and uh, oh, the summer's almost over, people. Well, I'm hoping the summer's almost about to start. The weather's been atrocious. Okay, weather-wise, yes, but the good times, the old uh, Sleeping the Festival in. of Australian <laughs> Summer of January is just about done. It is, it is. Just about done. And um, reality is going to knock you on the ass real soon, peeps. If you're not already, if back you're not at already work. back at work, geez, get ready for an onslaught. Um, I know, and, I know. So anyway, we digress. Let's scoop. Let's kick off with what some news. News this week, mate. So the first one I've got is from LinkedIn from our great friend Matt Elder over in the UK. The headline is a little bit disconcerting. Is time running out for talent acquisition? Tick. Talk. Matt reckons that there's a growing consensus that 2024 will be the year that sees a fundamental change in talent acquisition. He reckons work's changing fast and skills have an ever-shortening shelf life and talent is still in short supply in many markets. Hiring and retention is becoming an issue at C-suite and companies are starting to realise they need to think differently. Enter AI. So what they're saying is that Companies are really looking strongly at how they can bring AI in. And he says that um, everybody's been saying it, but in all the evidence he's seeing through all of the functions he's been attending, mm-hmm. that the al- talent acquisition industry might just be in denial. He said that he's been doing lots of presentations, had conversations. Um, he's even done some surveys and people agree that significant change is coming, but they don't feel that will negatively impact their careers in recruitment. So I guess really the advice that Matt's giving is we don't know what the answer is going to be this year, but he thinks there will be change and hoping for the best while our businesses go about doing other things isn't the option here. Talent acquisition needs to be proactively owning the change and in so doing and demonstrating the unique value we have in the business. Yeah, I sort of agree. Yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not a scaremongering piece. Yeah, it's not a scaremongering piece. But I think people need to have their eyes wide open. Um, Be the expert in everything that pertains to talent in your business, Mm. and make sure you are leading change and you are influencing anything that's going on. I think there are going to be jobs out there that are in the future are no longer going to exist. Oh. Nothing sure. And you know what? Just to make but sure that I'm- the, you gotta remember what the 25, 30 years ago when the internet started, over like especially 20 years ago, you sort of you had jobs that don't exist anymore. What about typing pools? Well, that that was a massive, exactly. massive group of people. Everyone out there to type, that doesn't happen anymore. So yes, yeah. we it's like um this is what I used to always say when I was when I was teaching Travel English. Travel agents used to be on every second corner. I know, they're nowhere now. When I used to teach English, people used to come and say to me, well, you know, um, when they were writing an essay, people, some of my superiors would say, you can't, you've got to mark it down because they're using slang or they're using, you know, uh, words that are abbreviated. And I said, well, what about when we were in the 1600s? We're all talking thus, thus, and, you know, the language is ever evolving, just like the workplaces. Mm. And we've got to keep Absolutely. on top of it. 
Well, that goes into an article that I was reading in HR Director, uh, AI to expose nearly 40% of jobs worldwide, according to the IMF. So the rapid growth of AI would expose almost 40% of global employment with advanced economies facing their greater risks, according to a new analysis by mm. the International Monetary Fund. The analysis revealed that about 60% of jobs in advanced economies are exposed to some sort of AI, 40% are exposed in emerging market economies and 26% for low-income economies. As a result, advanced economies face greater risk of AI, but also more opportunities to leverage its benefits compared to emerging markets and developing economies. So really looking at whatever level of AI is coming in to enhance your job, your career, your area of industry, etc. But the IMF chief said roughly half of exposed jobs in advanced economies are at risk due to AI applications executing key tasks that can bring, mm. that are not going to be carried out by humans anymore. So I don't think that's, it's going to be meaning that we're going to have to change our skills. From what I can see, you're not going to eliminate the human connection because you and I were talking off air before we received a couple of emails today and looked at going, oh, fuck, someone just chat GPT, the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious in a lot of sense that you can you can pick them. Yeah. So you need, you need when, intervention. A uh, lot of I it. think. And I think that there's, and that comes back to what we've been saying previously last year. Uh, are we going to be looking around laws, around chat GPT, around artificial intelligence, writing things or producing something? Uh, like some of the photographs that we think of photographs are actually AI generated. Yeah. Do, is there going to have to be a disclaimer that this is an AI generated image? Mm, anyway, interesting, let's see what happens because, again, there's still a lot of regulation and a lot of stuff out there that hasn't happened that we just don't know what's going to go on yet. Mm. Well, given it's Australian Open um, week, the final week of it in oh, in God. Melbourne, um, and we've got tennis everywhere, I'm going to return serve to you, Lauren, with one last article about AI for the week. And this one oh, comes from fabulous. this one comes from CNN, and it's based on an MIT report. So mm. MIT reports hold a lot of weight. As anxiety about and the International Monetary Fund don't. Yeah, they do. They Well, yeah, I guess we've got to look at academics versus bankers, don't we? As anxiety about AI tools putting workers out of jobs reaches a global fever pitch, new research suggests that the economy isn't ready for machines to put most humans out of work. The fresh, fresh research finds that the impact of AI on the labour market will have much slower adoption time that people have previously feared as the AI revolution continues to dominate headlines. And something you touched on, one of the things that's going to hold it back is that there will be government intervention and there'll be Mm -hmm. a lot of back and forth about regulation. So this will bring it back. Um, And also one key finding, for example, is that only about 23% of wages paid to humans right now for jobs that could potentially be done by AI tools would be cost effective. So they're saying that Mm -hmm. by replacing people with AI is not going to be cheaper in over 75% of roles that they're looking at. So yeah, while this could while this could change over time, the overall findings suggest that job disruption will likely unfurl at a gradual rate, which is good. We can all get our heads around it a bit Not better. Not surprised about that. Mm, 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 mm. What have you got yeah. next? Well, this one is a controversial topic. Oh, you're I'm going beauty. controversial. 
I know. Now, this is a headline in the Fin Review that I pulled out. ANZ locks in staff offer to swap Australia Day public holidays. So the ANZ bank, that is, employers can now choose to work on Australia Day and swap out the public holiday for another day off before March 31st after the policy was included in the bank's latest enterprise bargaining agreement. Now, this puts ANZ in line with the other with all the big four banks now. Right. They've all had this um, public holiday swap out. So all four institutions now give employees the option to work on Australia Day or any other public holiday. It's not just Australia Day. It's uh-huh. the other public holidays as well and take another day off that is more imp- more appropriate for them. Yeah, like mine okay. would be mine would be if I could just line them all up with a trip to Thailand or something. So I'd take seven public holidays in a row. <laughs> if you call the okay, Festivus well, of Craig. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's in the Enterprise Bargaining Agreement, but I'm sure that there's going to be rules around it. Like as I said earlier, before 31st of March. So there must be like a two-month leeway on either side type thing. I, I think I Atlassian that. I think Atlassian just announced this week that they could take any day for the year instead of Australia Day now if they want to. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so I think that the fact that it's not just Australia, it's any public holiday yeah. is a, a great workaround, especially for working families mm. where, you know, one – parent will get the holiday off and then the other parent has that up their sleeve in case someone's sick in the next couple of weeks or if there's something else going on that they need to be present for. I think that's going to help a lot of people out in that respect. Uh, I think isolating it, like you've just mentioned with Atlassian, I do Australia Day, it makes businesses political. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm not 100%. People are going to hate this statement. I know it's going to come down on me. I'm not 100% in line with that, with businesses being that political around something like this, because Australia Day means something different for so many people. Mm. Um, over the, I know it comes back down to the Indigenous and the First Nations um, not liking it as Invasion Day, but I know people who have escaped horrible countries and have done horrible things and human rights violations who have become Australian citizens on Australia Day, and that means so much to them. Yeah. That change in their life. So I think what I'm trying to say is be respectful of everybody's point of view on this day. Everyone has different meanings for this particular day and they observe it the way they choose to. So just be respectful, even if you disagree till the cows come home, just be respectful of someone else's choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving along. I've got one from Recruiting Brain Food that was originally in LinkedIn News. Um, It's about jobs on the rise, the 25 fastest growing roles in 2024 in the US. Um, I'm just going to mention the top 10, but it shows that skill sets have changed though since 2015, skill sets across the top roles have changed by 25%. So, and it was projected to, yeah, and they projected to shift by a further 65% by 3030. So here are the top 10. And you know what? Before I read them, I'm going to go right out there and say some of them I look at and go, that is just a title change. That job exists. So, and we'll go click off with the first one. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can pick them. Well, let's have a look at the first Chief Growth Officer. Mate, basically, that's just a sales manager, isn't it? I mean, all you're doing is responsible for revenue. Yeah. The next and one. Strategy. That's it. They already exist. Yeah. Next yeah. one is government, pro- <laughs> government program analyst. We've got environment. Health and Safety Manager, Director of Revenue Operations. Wait, 
Well, what's an environment health and safety manager? What's that do? I think it's probably just added the environment on the top of health and safety. So, um, oh, give it a good little green moniker, add a leaf to it, so it makes it look like you're you're saving the whales. Yep, and director okay. of revenue operations, which is a little bit sales as well, but it focuses more on go to market and forecasting, sustainability analyst, advanced practice provider, but that's like a senior nurse in a clinic that helps the doctors. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, practicing what? <laughs> Diversity and inclusion manager. And then we've got at number eight and number 10, two AI ones, so an AI consultant and an AI engineer. But drum roll, the one we would love to see on this list, and we have seen, it comes in at number nine, apparently – Apparently, the number nine fastest growing role in the US for this year is going to be recruiter. Ooh. That's good, isn't it? Given all the doom this and gloom. That's a good sign, considering good. so many people lost their jobs last year. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a similar bounce. Uh, like we had at the end of COVID, there's so many companies have got rid of their functions that they're going to say, well, I can't go, I can't afford to put everything out to a third party. So we're going to have to grow a function again. So that will make recruiters become again, more in demand. 2020, they did it. 2023, they did it. Yep. Seriously. How many times do you have to belt your head up against the wall, dickheads? Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, so I've got one. Gen Z setting the standard for positive employee experience. Well, good on you, no. you little Gen Z as you. I do. Look at them go. Okay, mate, you sound old, but dickhead. <laughs> anyway, so they're setting the standard. Now, this was in the HR director. So employees are being urged to remember and maintain the standards of Gen Z employees as they plan for their benefit strategy for this year. The call follows the growing amount of Gen Zs in the workplace. Well, obviously. Uh, and the market research firm McCrindle expecting them to make up 20% of the workforce by 2025. 20%. So the Gen Zs are the ones we need to listen to, apparently. Bless them. I wonder what benefits they'd want. I um, what I want. I'm tipping a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I know. So, look, any Gen Zers out there who want to tell well, us what benefits they'd like, let's know. Well, I, Craig, no. I've got even. I've got no idea what a Gen Zer is, and what's the difference between a Gen Z and a millennial? Are they the same, or are they different? I've got no but idea. But aren't you a baby boomer? No, I'm a Gen X. Thank you very much, baby bloody no, boomer. No, I think you're. I think they call you a a juvenile <laughs> boomer. No, I'm not a boomer. Boomer's bloody end of World War II. Well, Gen Z is actually, I think, the mid-90s to around early 2010, sort of thing. I say millennials just after that, right? Is it? Yes, millennial comes after that. Okay. What are they going to call next? Because they ran out – they went too early by – Putting starting a Gen X, they should have started a Gen A, and then they would have had bloody heaps of generations. I know they started. It, I think the A is coming next because they've gone to millennial, obviously, and now they're going to go. I oh, don't Alpha. They're going to call it something stupid like Gen that. Alpha. Bring all those little wankers out. I'm an Alpha. No, you're not. You're just a dickhead. <laughs> what about <laughs> no, events? I'd blow in a podcast. <laughs> do we have any events <laughs> this week? I do. <laughs> oh, what have you got? You have an event. Yes, indeed. Talent Trends webinar is coming up on Tuesday, 30th of January at 12 p.m. for that. Australian Eastern Summertime, uh, featuring indeed senior economist Callum Pickering and their talent strategy advisor, Lauren Anderson. They'll discuss economic trends shaping the talent landscape and share strategies to improve your hiring and recruiting efforts for the year ahead. So sign up and we will put the sign up link in the show notes. 
we will, we certainly will. Now, I've got one, and it's the same one as I mentioned last week. The Melbourne Recruiter Meetup have come out 2024 with a bang. So their first event is going to be Thursday, the 1st of February, uh, beginning at 5.30 at the Mantel Group on Flinders Street in Melbourne. Next week. The role, yeah, we're going. Shoopers. I know. So you better wash that shirt you're wearing. After Manscaped. Uh, the role of DE and, <laughs> DE and I in 2024 and beyond, experts, perspectives, and a forecasting. So that is going to be a panel of lovely ladies uh, giving their voice to this. So I think this is going to be a good panel, a good and, way to start. Yeah, and don't forget, anybody who has events coming up, make sure you flick them over to us so we can get them broadcast for you and hopefully get some people to attend. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. But I think that that's going to be a good one because I know Natalie Flynn is speaking at that event on the panel and considering I think it's about five weeks now until we get the numbers released from Regia for last year's gender equality wage numbers. I'm dying to see this. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Dying to see it. It's going to be a podcast in itself. Are we going to do it like a podcast and just nuts. sit there and just read them sit out? Sit and read through it one and by name one. And shame everyone. Oh, we can if you want. Oh, oh that'd be fun. The excitement I'm going to have. I'll be on the phone to you every two seconds. Oh, my God, you know this person's got this much wage gap. Hmm. It's gonna get. I'm gonna be out there. It's gonna be on. I just hope that. In fact, I know this is gonna have to kick some companies in the ass to really get this right. Yeah, they need to start minimising that gap and making sure they're doing the right thing. And hey, where they need just, to. Well, exactly. It's it's about bloody time, and I think this is gonna be absolute cracker. Mm. Wonderful Absolute cracker. But anyway, I don't have any more news and events. What about I know. You? Well, the only other news I've got is that I'm not going to say, we won't say where yet, but we're moving into new digs next week. So we're going to have a big week and setting up a new studio. So that's going to be fun, fun, fun for us. Well, actually, you're going to set the studio mm. up because I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah. Be fun, fun, fun for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, everybody, guess what? It's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. 